So guys, this is a, a topic which we've breached before, but we've never specifically... Are you okay? Okay. <laughs> What's up, guys, and welcome to this week's McInnes Marketing Minute. Hello. We are here and we are talking about inventory today. Yes, inventory. Is that right, Jay? The inventory levels are spiking in the wrong direction. And it's creating some mayhem, as you like to say in the title. That's it. That's it. So, guys, this is a, a topic which we've breached before, but we've never specifically... Are you okay? Okay. <laughs> a topic that we've spoken about before just in passing with some of our other uh, videos, podcasts, blogs, uh, but we've never actually focused on it. And now inventory is making up quite, uh, inventory is paying a large part in why the market is what it is right now because inventory levels are low and it feels like just a month or two ago, it was a case of the market's still crashing, inventory is at record highs, more and more keeps coming to market, and nothing keeps selling. And that's taken quite the drastic turn now. So we flip things about. See that? I saw that. Word. Oh. And. <laughs> if you're cutting and anything out, that's what you're cutting That out. is not being cut out, my friend. That is gold right there. That is what the people want. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's actually causing quite an effect on our market right now because of the, the age-old adage, supply and demand, of course. Go like this. You get it? <laughs> that was very unnecessary. Um, so, yes, the inventory levels, as you briefly mentioned, even thinking back to when we first started talking about the activity is just starting to pick up again, not drop down another month. Um, July, August, and then September, October. Um, so we've had like three months, going on four months now. And like you're saying, back then it was, there's plenty of inventory, there's plenty to choose from, there's no pressure. Mm -hmm. And now it is literally the exact opposite. And we can go into a few examples again if you like, but we've seen this by way of multiple offers and I'll let you talk about the uh, the open house stuff we've been seeing, but up from entry level, which is expected first, but up to as high as over two million now. Yeah. And technically speaking, our large listing that we're waiting to close tomorrow was in multiple offers as well. Yeah. At a substantially different price point above that. So it's all kind of, not that that's normal, but it's all very yeah. quick to change. And it has definitely changed. And I think the hardest thing for, for buyers out there is it's hard for them to come to grips with this and to understand this unless they play in it and then they lose. Because, I mean, for so long, there was such negative talk on this fact. So now turning around someone and telling them, like, no, the competition is fierce, aggressively fierce, and getting them to understand that is extremely difficult. So the examples that Jay was alluding to were, and these are all cases in the last five days. This isn't like the last few months, but we went to one open house this weekend, entry level, um, home, just came on the market, first round of open houses this weekend. Over 100 people through, sold subject three on the Monday, $50,000 above asking price. 
we've got another developer that we're looking for and they're looking at the 1.2 to 1.3 ish range give or take and we're reaching out to people and they're like sorry we're in multiple offers we've got one accepted already and multiple backups um the one that you're talking about the two million one the van the vancouver special one again over 100 groups through what is it 20 20 offers 20 offers at 2.1 million asking price. At 2.1 million asking price. And these are all going in a matter of days. And of course, realtors, we speak to one another about the industry, what other people are finding. And this isn't just our examples. These are just ones that we've come across ourselves. And then other people are coming across the same thing as well. It's, it's because that inventory level has reduced so much. There are buyers out there who are ready. They, they, the demand is heavy and they're ready to pounce on anything. But because there's less option to choose from, you've got multiple, multiple, multiple groups of buyers who are just ready to jump on anything that comes out. Yeah, and it's interesting when the market is low, because you never know when things are gonna turn around, but what we've seen is a lot of people, as soon as those activity late 2019 started to change, people went out, did the right thing, got their pre-approvals. Mm -hmm. So now they're pre-approved up to 90, 120 days, so they're ready, and those are the people that were ready that are jumping in subject-free already with. Not that anyone should do anything subject free unless the circumstance permits and you're comfortable. However, obviously there's a number of people out there that are comfortable to do that. Um, with pre-approvals in place, they're ready to jump and they're doing so in abundance this yeah. month. Yeah, and I mean, we've got some figures, to, some sexy figures as I like to call them, not necessarily you, but I'm gonna say we. Some sexy figures that kind of show the difference in where the market was at tail end of last year for December 2019 versus tail end of December 2018. So these are new listings versus sales. So for Eastside Condos, 2000, December 2018, new listings, there were 17 new listings to market, 71 sales. We look at that same, but in December 2019, there were 96 new listings, 133 new sales. New sales, sales. Eastside Houses, December 2018, 61 new listings, 42 sales. Look at it again for 2019, 64 new listings, but 74 sales. And then on the west side, west side condos, 100 and, I can't even read that, 188 new listings to 157 sales. December 2019, that was 238 new listings to 297 new sales and then Westside Houses, 71 new listings to 33 sales in 2018 and 2019 was 66 new listings to 59 So almost sales. double. So almost double and it just shows that the demand is completely eating up any of the new supply. Yeah, the absorption has just drastically changed since a year ago and it has changed very quickly as well. Yeah. And it's just on all fronts from the entry level, um, as you were saying, to 2.1 house-wise. Again, to the listing that we've got that we're waiting for subject removal now that was listed uh, just under six million. It was got an accepted offer in, uh, in multiple offers. Now, to make another important note, I think, there are definitely things that we've seen selling over asking. Yeah. For sure but not every multiple offer that we're seeing is selling over asking, which nope. is interesting. So there's still, for lack of better words, I think a reality to the market and people aren't just throwing paper at properties like we were seeing in the last market 
where the numbers that were achieved were just benchmark, 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 and, and kind of unrelated to anything comparably and just a reflection of so many, uh, so many offers. These ones that we're seeing with the extreme 13, 20 offers, these are selling over asking, but there's still a lot of circumstances that we're seeing out there and hearing about um, that go into multiple that don't sell over asking. So if you are a buyer, um, don't think that you need to just automatically uh, X percentage over the asking price. Cause I know that's a, a very scary place for a lot of people as it should be, yeah. but that is not necessarily, it could, but it's not necessarily what it's gonna take to win right now. Yeah, your price level is your is your own comfort level. And of course you have to stick to that. But if you are in a situation where you are in multiple offers, it's not as uncommon as you're gonna be thinking. So you can obviously stick to your own parameters in terms of price, nobody's forcing you to go over. But don't be surprised if that multiple offer situation does come up because it seems to be happening more and more and more. And there's a lot of talk about pre-sale as well. There's a lot of buildings that are yeah. just completed, are completing soon, so on and so forth. And there's been a lot of talk that it's gonna flood the market, it's gonna ramp up the supply, the demand's not gonna meet it, and then it's gonna essentially reverse the market to where we're at. It's, again, the crystal ball would be, would be lovely to have right now, as always, but is the type of property that's coming to market gonna be enough to flip things on its head? I mean, I expect no when you're looking at the first time home buyers compared to what these people first paid for these units versus what they're coming to market now for them to actually even break even or be profitable. Because I mean, you could have, you could have 500,000 $1.2 million condos come to market. But if you're looking for, if you're specifically looking for an entry level house or you're a first time home buyer with a budget of up to 800,000, that's not gonna sway you in any way, shape or form. That's not gonna put more pressure on you because that's completely out of your range anyway. You're not even gonna be looking at that. Yeah, and I think also when that inventory hits, if an abundance of let's say million dollar condos come to market, they're all competing against each other, it still isn't gonna take just a weekend for them to shuffle around and this guy's gonna take less and this guy still needs his price and all that sort of stuff. And again, to your point, um, I think a lot of the luxury market, the luxury one bedrooms, the luxury two beds are going to be coming to market with all this new inventory because as the market ramped up, a lot of the developers were selling high end. So you've got peak pricing from the peak market plus tax um, that very well may be coming to market and not being rented out because the, the, the returns and the cap rates and all that with everything now with what they can get for rent may not make as much sense. But you're not just because you're getting a boatload of million dollar two beds doesn't mean the first time home buyers are going to have any difference, I think is what you're trying to say in a long winded form. But it will be interesting with those coming to market for sure, but I don't think it's gonna do what a lot of people are hoping it will, which is just saturate everything and bring everything down. Yeah, so that's pretty much it for this week, guys. That's our note on inventory. Um, I know it kind of sounded like we're talking a lot about multiple offers and such this week, but if you look, read between the lines and behind that is the reason of the multiple offers is because there is not the inventory out there to supply the demand right now. So we wish you good luck. Of course, reach out with any questions at all on the market. We're more than happy to answer. We are also still in the giving season as well, and we're going to be in the giving season for all of 2020. So if you want to refer to us a friend, a 
a family member, even an enemy. An, an enemy. An enemy? Yeah. The clownfish is home. An enemy, please do, we will reward you once they buy or sell with a $500 gift card of your choice. And if you just want a $500 Visa paid, prepaid gift card, we will work that out as well. As a thank you to all of you loyal listeners who reach out. And congratulations to Android Master again uh, on the AirPod giveaway. And we will see you guys next week. Android Master, congrats. Their enemy? That would assume that they're giving their enemy like a bad circumstance, which clearly they're not getting into with us. No, because the thing is with enemies is to live a happier life is you need to forgive them. And the best way to forgive them is by giving them something nice. By saying, you know what? I know we're enemies or enemies. I'm going to gift you with this. And we're going to move on as friends. Okay, Always you should have said that first. Always look towards the future and the bigger picture. Thank you.